Razorback fans, it is a top Tuesday here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, and we got a good one for you because we're going to talk a little bit more about football, especially since SEC Media Days is happening next week. But we're going to talk about the top three difference makers for the Razorback football team this upcoming season. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across all of Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Tuesday. Uh, if I'm gonna, if you're watching this on YouTube and I'm going to be fidgeting around a lot and moving around a lot, it's because I did something to my back because I'm getting old and it's been really bothering me and really sore. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I didn't record a podcast yesterday is because I was in a lot of pain. It's a little better now, but apparently it's amazing. Like BioFreeze, best thing ever. I'm not trying to say they're your sponsor, but... Uh, it's really helped me out, but if you see me moving around a lot, that's why. I don't want to be considered unprofessional because this is a very professional podcast. So, But either way, uh, it, it kind of worked out because Top Tuesday, of course, is something that I really enjoy, and I think it's really fun, fun especially when a lot of you as the listeners get to chime in on who you think uh, or what you think I should do it on. And I had a really interesting take because I was kind of thinking of different ways to go along with this, uh, with today and, and what I thought about. Uh, doing the top Tuesday with because again football season is just around the corner so it makes sense to do a football related podcast when it comes to top and when I was looking at the teams and, and looking at the players and looking at the previews and everything especially with SEC media days going on next week I saw that Sam Pittman is bringing KJ Jefferson bumper pool and Jalen Catalan to SEC media days not surprising uh, I love the fact that he is bringing KJ. It's the first quarterback that Arkansas has brought since 2017 when Austin Allen came to media days. Uh, I think Bumper Pool is an obvious pick. Been around the program for a very long time and chose to come back. A great leader for the defense. And then Catalan, who was injured last year, decided to come back and is an All-American caliber safety, uh, especially when he's healthy. So it, it makes sense. But I was like, okay, I could do something about those players and, and maybe dive into that. But I decided to go in a different direction and, and just talk about the top three difference makers for this Razorback football team this upcoming season. Now, when I say that, some people may, you know, come up with their own players or say, like, uh, you know, what does that mean? How I look at difference makers is basically a particular player that will be a difference between Arkansas being uh, an average team, below average team, to being a good team to great team. Like that one particular player that if he has a great year and if he's a big time player, then Arkansas is going to have. A great season like obviously it's a team game so it has to be more than that but these are the ones that if Arkansas is going to take that next step they have to have big years so that's how I looked at it from when it comes to the difference maker perspective and so I'm going to go through those top three players and again if you disagree if you have any sort of additions that you would like to make or changes you'd like to make it's what the comment section is for on YouTube so just hop in there and uh, break it down for me and tell me how uh, right I am or tell me how wrong I am but that's what makes it so fun but Either way, starting with the number three difference maker for the Razorback football team this upcoming season, it's actually going to be a newcomer. And the number three player to me is Jaden Hazelwood, the transfer 
out of Oklahoma, 6'3", 211. He's going to be a redshirt junior this year. And uh, he's a guy that obviously has a lot of expectation heading into this season because he is that former five-star player. Uh, he is coming in basically with a, a starting role. Not saying it's given to him, but it's his for the taking if he can come in and, and play really well. And he's someone that has a lot of experience in a major college football program like Oklahoma. So looking at Jaden Hazelwood, he played in all 12 games last year for Oklahoma, catching a team best 39 passes for 399 yards and a team leading six touchdowns. So right there, it you see 399 yards, right? Well, that's not a whole lot. Well, okay, but he caught 39 passes and six touchdowns for a very offense-heavy Oklahoma team. And he also recorded multiple catches in 10 of 12 games, plus a season-high six receptions on two occasions, including a three-touchdown performance against TCU. He caught four passes and four for 47 yards in the season opener against Tulane, scored a pair of touchdowns on four catches and 19 yards over Western Carolina, and snagged a season-best six passes for 61 yards against Nebraska. He caught three passes for 21 yards against West Virginia, three-score game against TCU, including six catches for 56 yards. He scored a touchdown for the second straight game and a win against Kansas, hauled in three passes for 40 yards against Texas Tech, recorded 51 yards on two catches at Baylor. So when you look at those numbers, though, and you see the breakdown, you're like, well, pfft, who, you know, that's not anything to just go crazy over. Uh, it's not like he was at Oklahoma being their best wide receiver. Okay, here's the thing. I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't care about what he necessarily did at Oklahoma because we know last year with Lincoln Riley, he's gone now. They had some quarterback changes going on there as well. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is him coming in and being the guy right now because we know Traylon Burks. Last season, best player on the team, hands down. He was for sure the best offensive player. And anytime that the Arkansas offense had a big game, almost every single time it was because Traylon Burks had a big game. Well, he's gone now. And really, besides Burks last year, you had a couple wide receivers that would do decent things. I think Warren Thompson had a couple good games here and there. Keetron Jackson is a true freshman. Had some moments that looked pretty good. You know, you mixed in some other guys, too, that were, were able to have a few catches here and there. But it was Traylon Burks and then everybody else. Well, now that he's gone, you need somebody to step up. You need somebody to be able to bring it into this upcoming season, especially a guy who will be a leader, a veteran, talented, and help K.J. Jefferson out when it comes to being able to elevate the passing game and all of that. So... Is it fair to have that high of an expectation for Jaden Hazelwood? I think it is because I feel like he probably has that high expectation for himself as well. Now, is it fair to say, well, he's got to come in and replace all the production of Traylon Burks? <clears throat> no, I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that's right. I don't think you should expect that out of anybody. I don't care who the wide receiver is. I would never expect them to come in and be Traylon Burks because Traylon Burks was just that once in a generation, once in a lifetime type of talent when it comes to him and being at that wide receiver position. So I don't think it's fair to do that. But I do believe, though, that if Jaden Hazelwood comes in and he has a great rapport and a connection and all of that with uh, K.J. Jefferson, and he's able to be relied on as your go-to guy during the season, <clears throat> I don't know, understand why you can't expect him to come in right away and be a difference maker. I don't see why there's any reason to believe that he can come in and you know, just be that player that not only is great in the passing game when he's catching the ball, but also be great just being the threat, being double covered, whatever it may be, to release some of the pressure on the rushing attack, but also release some pressure on some other offensive players in the wide receiver position too. But 
I think that he's going to be a guy that is going to be counted on. And if he's able to come in and just blow the doors off of everything and really have a big season, that's going to change the whole offense. It's going to change the whole dynamic. I think that if he's able to go, and I'm, I'm not, I hate to put numbers on his on his season potentially, but if he's one of those players that can come in and get you close to a thousand yards receiving, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Uh, if he can do that, you know, mix some things up, be an over the top guy because he's a lot bigger than I thought he was. You know, he's six three, and that's about what Traylon Burks was. So size wise or height wise, at least uh, they're pretty similar. But I think that if he's having that big year, the rest of the guys in the wide receiver core are going to have big years. KJ Jefferson's going to have a big year. The entire offense is going to be highly successful if they can count on Jaden Hazelwood to bring it every single game. So he's the number three difference maker, I feel like, for Razorback football this upcoming season. We'll get into the second one here in just a second. But as the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. If you can check out that website, you'll see exactly how effective it can be, whether it's you're posting your own job for a company that you have, or if you're somebody that's in the market for looking for a new job, it makes it so much easier to find the right job for you in the area that you want to be in. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you find those candidates you want to talk to faster, which is always important whenever you need the help, you need them right then and there. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, continuing on with our top Tuesday, the top three Difference makers for Razorback football this year. Number two, uh, I I feel like this one would be a no-brainer, but I also feel like there's probably some people that uh, will look at maybe some other player on the defensive side of the ball, but we know defense is going to be very important this year. And to me, the number two player is Drew Sanders, the transfer out of Alabama, who happens to be another newcomer, similar to what Jaden Hazelwood was. A new guy coming in and a guy that is going to have to replace a lot of production at the linebacker spot with Grant Morgan and Hayden Henry both moving on. He's going to be playing alongside Bumper Pool, which is uh, always going to be pretty helpful for him. And he's going to be a guy that has to step in and, and play a major role. Now, I think it's obvious why, because the linebacker position is extremely important. But here's the thing. If you think about a Barry Odom defense, just in the two seasons at Arkansas, with the linebackers that he has had, each and every year is either Grant Morgan, Bumper Pool, and usually Hayden Henry are like your two, three, or your three leading tacklers every season. So it shows how important production-wise the linebacker position is for a Barry Odom defense. Uh, they can be guys that you know, not only blitz the quarterback, but get back in coverage and throw some guys off that way too. Like there's just a lot of elements that makes this defense uh, very effective, and the linebacker position is so important. But not only that, but you have a guy in Drew Sanders who's 6'5. 244 pounds. So you got a big dude, an SEC-sized linebacker coming in who is transferring from Alabama. Now, he's not transferring from Alabama as a third stringer who's just on special teams and never saw any playing time. No, 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 no. He is a guy who was a true freshman last year for Alabama 
that started, that started, actually it wasn't true freshman, I guess he was a redshirt freshman, but he started all the time for Alabama last year. He had 25 total tackles, 12 solo tackles, 12 assisted tackles. He had one sack, uh, and that was pretty much it. So, you know, if you look at his numbers, it wasn't the most productive. But here's my thing. If you can start at Alabama for Nick Saban, I don't care what your stats are. I don't care what you did or did not do. I don't care. I look at it as if that dude was good enough to start at Alabama, he is absolutely good enough to start at Arkansas and be effective at Arkansas. And maybe that's a simplistic way of looking at it, but just topping that off of being able to check him out during spring practices and being able to look at, you know, what type of player he is, his athleticism, his speed is, is much improved from what Arkansas had last year. And also just hearing the coaches and everybody rave about him. I'm looking at this guy as being like, this dude not only could be able to make up for a lot of the lost production from the linebacker position last year, but be a major upgrade at the linebacker position. Now, that's not a slide against Grant Morgan or Hayden Henry or anything. I just think that this guy is that good. And so if you're able to have two all-SEC caliber linebackers at Arkansas with Bumper Pool and Drew Sanders, something that they haven't had maybe since, I guess, Scooter Harrison. Uh, uh, Dre Greenlaw were right there, but oof, yeah, that was Chad Morris. You don't want to think about that, but maybe you know, Martrell Spate during those times, you had some really good play there. And we can go on and on about looking back on it, but you have two guys that are athletic, that are smart, that are strong, that are that really have worked on their game and their craft, and it could be a difference for this defense. I don't want to put any expectations on him either, just like I didn't want to do anything on Jaden Hazelwood, but you have an Alabama linebacker coming. To your, to your spot. Because here's the thing about Nick Saban in Alabama, as you all know, not only are they the best college football program in the country right now, and not only is Nick Saban the greatest college football coach of all time, that's indisputable. I don't know why anybody would even argue that fact. But he doesn't just play people just to play them. Like, he doesn't just throw players out. Well, it's like, all right, you know, well, who we got? Well, we didn't recruit very well this year. Or, uh, well, you know, this guy, we'll just give him the spot because, you know, why not? No, you, you have to be pretty elite, no matter the position, to play at Alabama. Because if you're not elite, you're going to play special teams. And then they already have elite people that are in front of you. So if you're good enough to start for Nick Saban at the linebacker position, which we know how many great linebackers that he's had in his time at Alabama, then you're good enough to play at Arkansas. You're good enough to start at Arkansas, and you have a defensive coordinator and a defensive staff that is great enough to be able to make you a better player. And that, to me, is what Arkansas is going to be able to do for Drew Sanders. Is he going to be all SEC? I hope so. He could be. He has that type of talent. But the D-line is what's going to be suspect this year. We're going to see how it goes. The secondary is going to be really good. I think just as good, if not better, than what it was last year, assuming everybody stays healthy. And you're returning a very experienced SEC linebacker, Bumper Pool. Drew Sanders is going to be that guy where if he has a big year, if he comes in and makes up for all that lost production from last season, if he comes in and has an all-SEC caliber season, Arkansas's defense is going to be scary. It's going to be good. I know the D-line is going to be a question, but if your back seven is as good as anybody in the SEC, which it has potential to be that, it'll make up for a lot of the inefficiencies at the defensive line position if they don't bring it. So to me, Drew Sanders, 
is the number two player when it comes to the biggest difference maker for the Razorback play, uh, football team this upcoming season. We'll get to your number one player here in just a second. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores and podcasts and news this season. It's also the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at BetOnline.net, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the final segment here on a top Tuesday where we're talking about the top three difference makers for Razorback football this year. Got to get to number one, which some of you may find cliche. Some of you may find predictable, but it's just the honest to God truth. Your number one difference maker this year for Razorback football is going to be K.J. Jefferson. The quarterback, the leader, the guy, the one that had such a great year last year that gives you complete and total confidence and hope that with one more year in development under Kendall Brown's offense, that he could be even better this upcoming season. So it's, it's a fact in college football or just in football in general. If you have an elite quarterback, you're going to go far. Like I have never known a, a school, and I'm sure people tried to bring them up in the in the comments and bring up examples, but just off the top of my head, I have never seen a school that had an elite quarterback that ever went below 500. Now, there's been times where you could say, like when Johnny Manziel in his final year, I think Texas A&M went eight and four. Uh, Tim Tebow in his Heisman Trophy year went eight and four, nine and three, something like that. Um, like, I know there was ones that weren't as great and national championship caliber and all that. I think RG3 at Baylor went nine and three. It's happened that way. And I'm not trying to say that KJ Jefferson's going to win the Heisman like those other guys did. But my point is, is that there has been times where elite quarterbacks have been on teams that haven't been elite. It's happened. But I'd be hard pressed to find any quarterbacks that went all SEC that were all world, that were uh, quarterbacks that could be drafted extremely high in the NFL draft, that were was on a football team that ended up finishing five and seven. It, it just doesn't happen, or at least not very often. And so KJ being an elite quarterback, which he is, he is. In fact, I fully expect next week for SEC media days for KJ Jefferson to be picked to finish second as an all-SEC quarterback. People are going to try to, you know, flock to Spencer Rattler or Will Levis at Kentucky. Fine, whatever. But KJ's the guy. KJ is the second best quarterback in the SEC. I think he's a top five quarterback in college football next year. Obviously, Bryce Young being number one, but, you know, CJ Stroud's going to be a really good quarterback there. Uh, so I think that there's a lot of questions that need to be answered that. But he's elite. He is elite. And when he's coming into this up uh, this season, it's going to be a different year for him because he doesn't have Traylon Burks. He doesn't have kind of that safety net where, like the old meme said, ah, screw it, uh, Traylon Burks down there somewhere and just toss it up and hope for the best. I'm not saying he did that all the time, but it was nice to have that safety net to where if he threw it up to Traylon, he was going to get it every single time. But looking at his numbers from last year, KJ completed 67% of his passes. And his first year as a starter in the SEC with the most difficult schedule in all of college football, 
He completed 67% of his passes. He threw for 2,600 yards, almost 2,700 yards, 21 touchdowns, four picks. And we can, I mean, we know when the pick, he had a pick in the first game. He had a pick against Texas, which was just a great play by the cornerback. He had a pick at the end of half against Ole Miss, which was a Hail Mary. And then he had a pick against Penn State, which is great. It was another great play. But not taking anything away from him, he has limited his mistakes completely. And he's got a clutch factor where against Ole Miss and Mississippi State, as we've talked about, the game's on the line. They have to have a touchdown. And what did Arkansas do with K.J. Jefferson at the helm? Went downfield, scored a touchdown, and won the game in the case of Mississippi State, but set up Arkansas to potentially win the game against Ole Miss. The dude's got it all. He's got he's got wheels on him. He's got size. He's got arm strength. He's got clutch ability. He's got leadership role, which I know he's really taken taken a lot to. Like all of those things mixed together is what makes it for a great quarterback. And Arkansas has that in KJ Jefferson. So how good is he going to be? What's the numbers going to look like? You know, are we are we going to try to put uh, him in an example of like, you know, comparing him to previous quarterbacks in Arkansas history? I don't know. But what I do know is that potentially, not saying it'll happen, but potentially, KJ Jefferson after this season, if he has a big year, could go down as arguably the best quarterback Arkansas has ever seen. Now everyone's going to come in and start saying, "Oh man, nowhere close to Matt Jones or Ryan Mallett or Joe Ferguson or Quinn Grovey." Fine. If you want to believe that, that's fine. If he comes in and is able to do big things and and make some plays and be that all-SEC caliber player that we know he's capable of, he will go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterbacks in Razorback history. And it sets him up for so much success in this conference, which we know is, is a tough thing to do with all the great quarterbacks that are in this league. He's capable. He's able. He's going to have a great rushing attack around him with three great running backs around him. He's got an experienced offensive line in front of him. He has the pieces. He has the tools. He has it all that he has going for him. He's got Kendall Browns called in the offensive plays for him as well. If he can do all of that and, and have the big year that we believe he can, he's going to be the number one difference maker for Arkansas. He's going to be the difference between Arkansas going 6-6 six and six and Arkansas going 10-2. and two. Not saying that if he has a big year, they'll go 10-2. and two. The other guys I mentioned have to have big years for that to happen. Other things have to happen. Like It's really tough to get to that double-digit win, and I've mentioned that's the ceiling, or at least that is the best-case scenario for Arkansas is to win 10 games. But if KJ doesn't have a good year, you're not going to have a good season. If he has a great year, you're going to have a great season. It's as simple as that. So there you have it. There's your top Tuesday of the top three difference makers for Razorback football this upcoming year. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.